got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here, and it is so glad to be back. It is so good to be back. I'm so glad to be back. And in this episode of Coffee and Crypto Live, we're going to be discussing how Bitcoin just rallied $6,700 over the last 24 hours. Now, a lot of people are wondering, but Jeb, there are some massive geopolitical uncertainties going on right now. There's a major conflict in Europe. There are all these different FUD stories going around the world right now having to do with inflation, having to do with interest rates, having to do with quantitative easing, and obviously, most importantly, having to do with the conflict between Russia and Ukraine right now. So why is the stock market up 7% in the last four days? And why, in fact, is Bitcoin up $6,700 in just the last 24 hours? That's the question of the hour. We're going to be discussing that in today's episode, but we're also going to be talking about a couple of other things. We're going to be talking about Luna, which has rallied 75% in just the last seven days. And we're going to be talking about whether or not Bitcoin can actually use this movement that is just instituted to start a new rally and start breaking above previous levels of resistance. Because right now, it's trading just below $44,500, that is a major level of resistance. And if we break it, is there an argument that we're going to start rallying towards 52000 Or is this just a false breakout and we'll be back below forty before nightfall? We're going to be discussing all of that and more. So make sure you smash that like button. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Thank you guys so very much for 20 million channel views. We just passed 20 million channel views. YouTube channel has been running for four and a half years. We're so very appreciative and thankful. That's a small number for some YouTubers for us. We are so very excited and thankful for that. Thank you all so much for your continued support. But I also want to thank for the continued support of Tim, who hosted yesterday's show. Tim, how are you doing, buddy? You know, I'm doing good. Uh, the morning started out nicely. Today is Taylor's birthday, as I Woo! told you guys yesterday. So, Woo! you know, happy birthday, Taylor. Love you. Uh, guess what I also found out, though? I think I just unplugged my uh, earbuds. Uh, in the mail this morning. Oh, yeah. I got freaking jury duty on my birthday. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you would think that they would, you know, okay. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I, I mean, who who in that office said Tim Warren, born March 28th, 1994? Oh, let's make his jury duty March 28th. Hmm. Hmm. I think I might know who it is, but I'm not going to say it on camera. No, I'm joking, Tim. I don't know. Why? Why? why, why? I don't know. What, what are you going to do? Are you going to try and get out of that? I don't know. But I, what I do know is I just unplugged my earbuds, so I got to plug those back in. Nice. Uh, nice. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Well, we're also joined as always by Kelly, who, to the best of my knowledge, does not have jury duty on his birthday. Kelly, how are you doing? I'm good, and I do not have jury duty on my birthday, which is actually coming up in about a week, March 9th. But Ooh. what I do have is a delicious glass of hot chocolate here. Uh, it's really nice to see the markets doing something uh, exciting and something a little different than they have. But uh, does that mean that we're completely flipping and going right back to the upside? Well, I guess the charts are going to paint that picture for us. We're going to dive into that. But uh, I'm just excited to be here and appreciate everybody that's here to watch. Thank you so much. We sure are going to find out. Now, Smay, I want to introduce you, but I also want to ask, how can Tim get out of this? He's in a sticky situation. Well, you know, you just call him up and you just say, hey, so I don't want to do it. And they'll find a way to uh, get you to not do it. Um, and I, the only reason why, guys, I say that, I actually did that one time. I got jury duty and I called him up. And I said, look, I just really don't want to do it. And I, they're like, I totally right. would come. It's just the, the thing is, I don't want to. What's crazy is no, <laughs> that's your civic duty, man. That's no. how I feel Bitcoin's been taught. I would totally rally. I just don't want to. That's what Bitcoin's been saying. Well, it, it's interesting because it's like, I think it, they, the, the, uh, I don't know who you even talk to. Is it like a county person or whatever? They, they were like, they're like, yeah, all right. You know, I guess. So they end up got somebody else. So. 
No, I'll go. Listen, I got I've never gone. I, I'll go. It's quick. It's crazy that I'm I'm 27 years old and I've never gotten jury duty. So the fact I that I turned right. 28, you know, I feel like everyone should serve jury duty in their first 28 years. They caught me right on the right. On caught the, you right on that. I will touch this mic to put it in front of my face. Okay. <laughs> Stop touching the mics, man. See, I have to adjust it Stop to get it up to mic. my mouth. Oh my gosh, right. man. But I would this like dude, to take this opportunity to to relieve my stress and my pressure here because I'm trying to get this mic in front of me and you guys are telling me not to touch it but here's what I'm going to do because I love you guys I'm going to read your names um, because I just think that's such a special thing to do so I'm going to start off here we got Crypto Alchemist Ricardo Vinegas we got Tom Wilkes we got Crypto Set Guy we got Matt C we got Alexandre Ignacio we got Katja Katz Woo. we got oh who else we got we got Elliot Locke we got April Sue oh my goodness oh my goodness Tom Wilkes uh, we got Rory Bjorkman oh uh, that's about all I'm saying. I really love you guys. You guys are the coolest members in the world. Aww. So. Well, isn't that sweet? They are the coolest members in the world. Absolutely, Smay. I totally agree with you guys. Today's show is brought to you by Bitcoin 2022. It's going to be April 6th to the 9th. As you guys know, I was at the North American Bitcoin Conference earlier on in January, in mid-January. We're actually going to be at Bitcoin 2022 as well. If you jump to my screen over here, you can see the official website, b.tc forward slash conference. You can find all the relevant links down below and register today. Jordan Peterson will be speaking. I'm looking forward to trying to meet him. Michael Saylor is speaking. Very interesting fellow right there. Safadian Amos. I've read his book, The Bitcoin Standard. If you haven't read that book, you absolutely should. President Nayib Bukele of El Salvador, obviously. Adam Back, Jack Mallers, a lot of big names. You know, Kathy Wood of Ark Invest, obviously Dr. Jordan Peterson. Going to be a lot of big speakers there. This is the largest Bitcoin conference by attendance in the entire industry, so make sure you sign up. The links are in the description box down below. But what we're going to do now is we're going to jump onto our market pulse, take a look at what's going on. Over the last 24 hours, Bitcoin is up 17%. In the last 24 hours, we have seen Bitcoin add a couple hundred billion dollars in valuation. And what that tells me is that all that dry powder that we discussed a couple of weeks ago sitting on the sidelines, we were looking at $180 billion in stablecoin supply. A lot of that has now uh, been coming into use. Now, I'm not saying that all $180 billion got used. A lot of the money that led into this market rally came from outside of the market because the stablecoin supplies basically stayed the same. But the fact is, there were a lot of people sitting on the side waiting for some catalyst to come into the market so that they could go ahead and buy the dip and cause Bitcoin to rally. Now, we're going to discuss what may have caused the Bitcoin rally a little bit later, but for right now, I just want to show you that it has happened. Over on the chart, you can see that Bitcoin's inverse head and shoulders pattern that I showed you on Friday, and I'm sure Tim talked about yesterday, it actually has come to fruition. Our previous inverse head and shoulders patterns that we've looked at have not. This one predicted $45,000. As of about 30 minutes ago, Bitcoin rallied to $45,000. So that is an absolutely amazing thing. We want to see Bitcoin going into a rally. And the reason that this one is so important is because we have a level of resistance right here at $44,500 to $45,000 that we tested on January 13th. We also tested here in uh, early and mid-February. Then we're also testing right now. This is the most, this is the fastest rally from these levels all the way up to this resistance level that we've seen in quite some time. We're going to be looking at that a little bit more later, so stay tuned. Over the last 24 hours, a lot of projects are up quite a bit. Umo, which I'm going to be honest, I've never heard of before, is up 155%, jumping into the top 100 waves, up 52%. That's a very old project, not a bad project, but one I'm not going to get too much into right now. Thorchain up 41%. Interesting to see that cryptocurrency up that much. Not going to get into that either. Kadena up 26%. Some other big names that you will know up multiple double digits. Looking at Luna up 20%. It's up 73% in the last seven days. We're going to be talking about Luna here in a little bit. Also looking at Avalanche up 20%, up 
23% in seven days. Neo, VeChain, Cosmos, Bitcoin itself, all of these projects up double digits. Pretty much the entire cryptocurrency market going through major price action recoveries right now. There's only one cryptocurrency that's not a stable coin that is down and is Unicelio, and it is down. Rest of the stable coins down here at the bottom. So the cryptocurrency market as a whole is rallying quite a bit, <clears throat> and we're going to be discussing what all of that means for Bitcoin and for the next couple of weeks, because obviously things have now changed. Let's go ahead and jump into Bitcoin, though. We're going to jump into some technical analysis here, and then about five minutes before the top of the hour, we're going to jump into Super Chats. So if there's anything that's pressing on you that you want us to answer, we will answer normal chat as well if we run through all the Super Chats. But if you really want to help to support the channel, Super Chats are a way that you can do that, and we'll make sure to read all of those before the stream is over. But like I said, let's go ahead and start with the technical analysis. Now, there are a lot of things that we need to unpack here over on the daily chart. The very first thing I want to show you is that we saw a double bottom, a W formation happen out here on the daily. We saw this market back in late January pull back down to thirty-three dollars to $35,000. Then, over the last couple of days, we've seen Bitcoin pull back down to $36,000. What this means is that Bitcoin has set a double bottom in motion, but it's actually better than that because it's a higher low as well. What we are now forming, I'll just go to a clean chart and show you this, what we are now forming in that case is actually an ascending triangle pattern. If we use our candle bodies here, and we use our candle bodies up here, we can see that Bitcoin is actually in an ascending triangle pattern following a downtrend. The reason that this is a little bit of a complex situation is because, one, there are major geopolitical uncertainties going on. We're going, to touch, we're going to touch on these a little bit more later. We're looking at some of the biggest shipping companies in the world, uh, MSC and Maersk, which make up thir uh, 34% of global shipping, shutting down shipping to Russia. There's a lot of geopolitical events going on. That's part of it. But also, this ascending triangle pattern, theoretically based on technical analysis, fundamentals should break to the upside, but at the same time, it's forming a bear pennant, and that bear pennant gives us a price target of $22,000. So there's a lot to unpack here. As I said, we need to kind of dissect it one by one. So I'm going to jump down to the hourly chart, and we're going to start down there. We're going to kind of zoom out back up to a longer-term perspective, and then we're going to discuss as a team what's going on here. First thing I want to show you on the hourly chart, as I showed you earlier on in the stream, and as I discussed last week, we were forming an inverse head and shoulders pattern. The last time I hosted the show uh, back on the 25th, I believe it was. Bitcoin was basically right here. I told you guys on that show that we have a left shoulder, we have a head. So if we form a right shoulder, that could form an inverse head and shoulders pattern and blast us off to $45,000. If you go back to, I believe it was either Thursday or Friday show, that's what we were talking about. That is what ended up happening. In that show, I said, but we're probably going to need some kind of catalyst to kick this off. Again, we're going to talk about what may have caused this a little bit later. The point is, that is what happened. We saw the inverse head and shoulders pattern. It played out and Bitcoin rallied. In doing so, Bitcoin has now called into question the bearish narrative because we did have a very strong bearish narrative. We said, look, Bitcoin has set four lower lows. It is set two, and at that point, three lower highs. It's in a very clear downtrend. If you look at something like Lux Algo, which I use quite a bit for trend definition, basically me trying to figure out which way the market is going. When you look at Lux Algo, if my trading view will load here, you'll see that there was a sell signal and it was confirmed on the four-hourly chart. It happened right here. But then LuxAlgo did something right around the time that we streamed last. It had a confirmed buy signal on the four-hourly chart right here on February the 24th. And if you bring up Trendcatcher, uh, then you'll see that it also, excuse me, Lux Oscillator, not Trendcatcher. If you bring up Lux Oscillator, you'll see that was also confirmed. So we had a confirmation indicator that Bitcoin could attempt a rally, and then that is what occurred. So we're going to break all this down in more detail. But even before we do, I just want to get Tim's opinion. Tim, you were doing the show yesterday, and you were live with the team and this channel here when yeah. Bitcoin started to move. What, in your opinion, happened to cause this rally yesterday? Well, you know, I, I, I put on my Twitter, uh, 
I, I did two videos yesterday because the price began to really move right as we were closing up Coffee and Crypto. Couldn't talk about it on the show. Then I made an afternoon video, and I knew, and I think I said in the video, guys, as you're watching this, this is probably outdated. Uh, the price has probably went ahead and done something crazy. But in both my videos, I laid out what the price needed to do to stay bullish, what the price uh, might do and, and go bearish. I did give my opinion that based off of a lot of, first of all, there was a strong resistance level sitting right there at 40000 I was like, we need to close above it. Uh, that we also had a descending level, a descending line that was uh, also giving it some pushback. The, the problem is, though, is I said, listen, if we can break through these with confidence, if the volume can have an uptick uh, and and move through, we we could potentially start rallying up to 42. I didn't even talk about going up to 45. I didn't think the price was quite ready yet. I am so happy to be wrong about Bitcoin. I also said something similar to, about Cardano, how the key levels were 93 cents, 98 cents. Uh, what is funny, though, is they did struggle right at the levels I did say we watch for it. The price wrestled with it. What we saw, though, which was amazing, was that the bulls carried momentum to break through those resistance levels, both in Bitcoin and Cardano. So this is an op this is a time where I was wrong. My guess and my opinion was wrong. I had my reasons based off of Bollinger Bands, RSI, a lot of other things. But the bulls had momentum. The volume came in. I didn't think it would. It's phenomenal. And the bulls have some strength. You know, people are going to hate this. The, the downtick isn't necessarily guaranteed to be over. This isn't this wasn't confirmation yesterday that Bitcoin's ready to go back to all time high. But what I'm very happy about and which should give you guys a lot of hope and a lot of encouragement is that that was a major level of resistance the bulls broke through yesterday and they didn't just break through it. They kind of smashed it. That is giving us a lot of good signs about the strength of the Bitcoin and crypto market moving forward. Even if we go back down and touch into the 30s again, uh, it, it shows you what the bulls are capable of long term. Absolutely. And I think it's very important that we remember even before we finish up our analysis here because there's a lot more to unpack. Whenever Bitcoin changes, we need to change. It can be very it can be very tempting to be dogmatic and say, okay, well, I said we were in a downtrend and then Bitcoin's rallying, but but wait a minute, I said we were in a downtrend. I must go and look for reasons that we're gonna continue to the downside. Nonsense. Whatsoever, do not do that. The reason is because you might have a reason to believe Bitcoin's gonna go into a downtrend or an uptrend or a sideways turtle trend, as we'll call it. As soon as Bitcoin gives you new evidence, we as investors and traders have to very quickly pivot on our feet. We have to be decisive and move quickly with the market because the market changes. So yes, what we were talking about three, four days ago is that Bitcoin was bearish and we were looking at $30,000. That was before Bitcoin came out of nowhere and rallied $6,700 in less than 24 hours. So that is new information that we have to take into account. We didn't have that three, four days ago. So when we start saying, okay, man, Bitcoin's actually looking bullish right now. Let's make sure we're realizing that it's very important that we're able to update our predictions on the fly in light of new evidence. That's what science is. Technical analysis is a form of art, but it's also a form of science. You don't hold on to old scientific theories and explanations in light of new evidence. You say, okay, well, we just found out something new. Let's go ahead and move on, and we'll understand that in a new way. So a couple more details about what's going on out here on Bitcoin. If you'll remember to a couple of weeks ago, I told you guys that there were four major confirmations that I wanted to see for Bitcoin to go into a big rally and back to all-time high in the next three to six months. What were those? The first one, I want to see Bitcoin above $42,000 for 7 to 10 days. Right now, it's been above $42,000 for about 7, 10, 14 hours. I also said I want to see a strong buy signal. Excuse me. I said I want to see a confirmed buy signal on the daily chart for Bitcoin. As of right now, we've actually seen that again. And by the way, that's a big deal. It's very rare for us to see a confirmed buy signal on Lux Algo. I'll show you the last couple. This is not a confirmed buy signal because it's actually just a continuation of this one. This was a confirmed buy signal. Uh, this was a confirmed buy signal. Neither one of those are confirmed. This was a confirmed buy signal. So if you look at the history of confirmed buy signals on Bitcoin, 
on Lux Algo, you can see that one rallied 126%. That one rallied 66%. That one rallied 34%. Uh, this one rallied 63%. This one rallied uh, 50%. This one more recently actually rallied 20%. So that's not bad. If you're wondering why these aren't confirmed, it's because this one was a continuation of this one because this was an unconfirmed sell signal. This was unconfirmed because trend catcher did not turn green. My criteria is one, I want the sell signal. Two, I want the trend catcher. And three, I want Lux Oscillator down here to be green, and I've done back analysis. The ones I've circled are the confirmed Lux Algo buy signals. You use it as a coherent strategy. Don't just look at the signals. My point here is that this is a confirmed buy signal. It's a little bit young, but it is confirmed. We're looking at a buy signal. We're looking at Trend Catcher green, and Lux Oscillator is green. Give it a couple of days before you really start putting too much stock in it, but that's actually a pretty big deal. I just showed you the history of it. When we see a confirmed buy signal on daily chart, that's huge. So the two things so far, one, I want to see Bitcoin confidently above. Keyword there, confidently, because it can yeah. do it unconfidently and it doesn't count. Keyword there, confidently, above $42,000 for 7 to 10 days. Two, I want to see Trend Catcher Green confirmed for 7 to 10 days. Three and four, out on the three daily chart, I want to see Bitcoin uh, be confidently above, in this case, I'm going to change it a little bit, above 50 for 7 to 10 days on RSI, and I want to see Bitcoin's MACD stay bullish for 7 to 10 days. This one is actually already confirmed. That is what I want to see broadly to see Bitcoin go into an uptrend. The reason I'm discussing uptrend, we just rallied six and a half thousand dollars. Surely something's going on in the back end. People seem to be changing their sentiment. As I discussed last week, there was a lot of fear, uncertainty, and doubt around what was going on with Russia and Ukraine. It is a horrible situation, and we are praying every single day for peace in that region. But the thing that it has done to the markets is you know, it has actually given some certainty to the markets because at least we know what's what's going on now when before we were kind of walking on eggshells. Are they or aren't they? Now we know, okay, no, there is an invasion going on. Here's my point. I just laid out four technical confirmations that I want to see before I entertain the idea of us going back to all-time high. By the way, if we get above $52,000, forget all of them. I'm just going to say we're going back to all-time high. That being said, everything I just said is a factual excuse me, is a logical argument based on the information that I have today. Things can change. Mm -hmm. That, based on what I have today, if I see those four things, I'm going to be much more confident that we're going to, uh, to all-time high, but I'll have to analyze that as well as the time comes. So what's my opinion right now? My opinion right now... <clears throat> is that Bitcoin has a very big opportunity as a result of the last 24 hours. But it's also got a lot of risk. And the reason is, when you see a major rally like this, sometimes what happens is that people that are scared of geopolitical events, they're scared of um, you know something happening in the technicals, they're scared of um, some news coming out that might crash the price, they're scared of regulation. When people are fearful, and we've only seen one day of rally, what a lot of times people will do is they'll wake up and they'll say, wow, Bitcoin's up 20%. I didn't want to exit before at that big of a loss, but now I don't mind exiting because I'm not at as big of a loss. So my one concern, my major concern for the next 24 hours is that what happens if people see, all right, cool, Bitcoin is sitting up here at $44,000. I was down, now I'm up, or at least I'm at break even or close to it. I'm going to go ahead and sell. And then what will they do? They'll look on the technicals. They'll say, hey, look, there's bearish RSI divergence on the hourly chart. I'm going to go ahead and sell because the thing's going to drop down to $38,000, cause sell pressure. Then we see a long squeeze come in because everybody's longing this market right now, thinking it's going to rally, and then we drop back down to $38,000. That is a very real possibility, and I need you to understand that we're not out of the woods just yet. Tim, I want to hear your take on that. Do you think that this rally is going to be able to sustain itself, or as I just said, yeah. are we instead going to see people say, okay, look, I'm up, and then they'll sell, causing a long squeeze and eradicating the progress that we just made? Yeah, no, it's, it's something I still am a little confused on in terms right. of the news. It, you know, some people are going to say the news 
warrants why we're going up. I, I, I don't necessarily agree, but what I will say, if you're on my charts, May, the Lux Algo thing, I want to talk about what, what Jeb was saying there. We had been in a confirmed sell for so long. And yes, in this region right here, we were waiting. We, you know, On the show, I remember late December, us sitting here saying, hey guys, we should turn green here any day. We should turn green. It never did. In all reality, we had just gone months, three months. Was that three months? November, December? Yeah. Three months of nothing. This buy signal, even though we ended up coming back down to 35000 with this wick, this buy signal gave us the breaks on that downtrend, on that sell, that strong sell in Luxargo. And so there's a there's a part of me, I, I said this a little bit ago, I wouldn't be surprised to see us reject uh, on this blue line ascending level. Uh, you know, it, it is a level, the, 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 the you know, I know Jeb drew a flat level. That's one way of reading it. You also, if you're looking at the daily closes, the four hourly closes, you're going to see an uptrending level of resistance. I have it as blue. But it should be red. Anyway, I could see us bouncing off that coming back down. But what I'm seeing happen, and like I said, the encouraging news is even if the price comes back down, which I'm expecting to, I actually have some money ready right now. When I see a price come down, and I, I like what I'm seeing on the four hourly chart, that's my that's my read right now to enter into a, a trade is the four hourly chart. I'll probably go in. But what I'm loving that I'm seeing is the bulls are proving. Hey guys. We're ready. We're here to fight. People want this. What I do know from the news is despite the fact that we see not only geopolitical unrest, we see economical unrest. People I, – I talked about this a couple weeks ago. People are starting to wake up. They're starting to figure it out. It's not that Bitcoin right now is the most amazing spot it's ever been at, but they're realizing, hey, I would rather get it on Bitcoin right now than continue to ride this dying train of fiat currency. So I, I, I think – People need to continue to be patient. I think if people just think we're about to rally here in two weeks back up to 60,000, you're in for some disappointment. But what I will say is that we're seeing the signs that the bulls are recovering. They're getting their strength up. Yeah. And guess what? I think a lot of this has to do with retail investors and the, the movement of retail investors. We are talking to the institutions who have been manipulating this market now for a long time, saying, hey, even when you don't get your buy spot, we're going to continue to purchase. We're going to continue to come in, and they're going to be forced to, to start buying at these levels, and they can't wait any longer for the low. Some of them want low 20,000s. You know what? That might not happen anymore, bub. That might not get there because the retail is strong enough to say we're going we're gonna to be bullish whether we have the institution help or not. Yeah, absolutely. So, what I think is going on, and this is my, this will be my concluding thought, and I'll I'll send it to Kelly, and Kelly, you feel free to weigh on on this, and then we're going to go into community discussion. As Tim said, the bulls are trying. You know, there's a concept that I introduced in a video recently. I believe it was on my video with Cardano. I call it the instant, the uh, intrinsic value gap, IVG, intrinsic value gap. What is that? Well, let me show you. On the Bitcoin chart, I'm going to clean the chart off, and I'm going to just kind of give you an idea here. Let's zoom out and look at the last, I don't know, two years. What does Bitcoin's intrinsic value do? Well, first we have to define intrinsic value. What is intrinsic value? Well, intrinsic value is the sum total of all of the different fundamentals that lead to the price action of Bitcoin. So the intrinsic value is anything fundamentally on-chain, news, price, whatever, that is not temporary but is permanent, semi-permanent, that is impacting the long-term price action of Bitcoin. So in the stock market, intrinsic value will be measured by things like PE ratios, profit earning ratios. Uh, it would be measured by things like revenue. It would be measured by things like uh, market share. It would be th measured by things like leadership team. It would be measured by things like culture of the company, turnover rate, churn, um, customer retention, customer satisfaction, CSAT scores. Uh, all of these things lead to understandings of what's known as um, you know, customer satisfaction. All of these things lead to the intrinsic value of a stock. 
as the intrinsic value of a company goes up, the price action of the stock goes up. It's a little bit harder to calculate that in Bitcoin. But, but it, well, first of all, it's, it, it's incalculable anywhere. It's not a number. It's an idea. It's a little bit harder to ascertain what that intrinsic value is in Bitcoin, but you can still do it. You can do it through things like hash rate. You can do it through things like wallet, uh, uh, active wallet addresses. You can do it th- through things like um, exposure to the public, through brand awareness, through things like the FTX arena and the crypto.com arena. You can do it through things like exposure to the public in brand awareness materials through the Super Bowl ads. You can do it through looking at the growth of companies in crypto. How well is Coinbase doing? How well is FTX doing? Binance, crypto.com, Bybit. How are these companies doing? Are they growing? Is the industry growing? What is the intrinsic value of Bitcoin? What is the underlying value that is driving the price of Bitcoin? And I'm going to give you a broad idea. It's up and to the right. I can't tell you exactly what price it sits at because it's not a price. It's an idea. It's a concept. I think we would all agree that Bitcoin's industry, its market, and its technology is more developed right now than it was a year ago. Now, we might disagree on how much so. We might say, okay, well, it hasn't grown much. Or we might say, okay, well, it's grown so much that Bitcoin should be at a quarter million dollars right now. But I think we would all agree that the intrinsic value of Bitcoin has grown. If, with a year ago's intrinsic value, Bitcoin was able to reach $65,000, and today Bitcoin is only able to reach $45,000, but the intrinsic value has continued to go up, then that means that there is something called an intrinsic value gap between the price and whatever the intrinsic value of Bitcoin is. I would say the fair market value, which is what people in the stock market might call it, of Bitcoin is probably somewhere between sixty dollars and $80,000 right now. When we are sitting at $44,000 and we understand the concept of intrinsic value and where that should be leading us, then we understand that either one, we were massively overvalued back here and Bitcoin was really only worth like 20K and now we're worth 40 or more likely Bitcoin was only a little bit overvalued back here and Bitcoin was only worth 40 or $50,000. So we had a correction. Now we're worth 60, 70, $80,000 and Bitcoin is undervalued. So the point I'm making is that if the intrinsic value is sitting up here between 60 and 80 and we're sitting at 40, the farther away we are, basically the larger this gap is, whether it's this big or this big or this big, however large that gap is, the larger the gap is, the more bullish pressure is going on. So what we're seeing happen is as we trade sideways here in between 35 and $44,000, the intrinsic value of Bitcoin continues to march forward. That gap is getting larger. And so the bulls are going to start closing that gap at some point in the future. Might be tomorrow, might be next year, but it's going to happen. And it's going to cause a rally. With that said, Kelly, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this concept of the intrinsic value gap. No, I, I completely agree. Uh, and I, I just, I'm going to show something for about 30 seconds and then we can jump right into the next segment here. And this is just this chart that I actually shared on my Twitter last week. And it's actually, this is a, the, the, you know, basically price chart with all the different major levels. And what I'm seeing right here, this X right here, we're right in the zone. If we get rejected from here, then we still haven't formed a new higher high. Cause we've, we've done the first step. We have a higher low. Now we need to form a higher high, which means we need to break this 45.8. 40, basically 46 K level. Uh, but that still doesn't mean we're in full trend reversal because we still have the golden pocket, uh, the golden retrace from this, this peak here, which is, uh, you know, 0.618, 0.65, which is right in the 51 to 53 K region. So we still have work to do. We are starting to make headway. We're making very strong headway and because of the gap you just spoke about, uh, because of the gap you just spoke about it, about the intrinsic value. Uh, I think it, it's becoming more and more likely we're going to get that bullish pressure that we need uh, to get there. But that that 
that anchor yeah. that's right there at that golden pocket of resistance, just because we form a new higher high right now above 46 K we still have to break that 52 to really call a full trend reversal. That's great. All right. Yeah, no, I totally, that's amazing. Kelly. What, what we're going to do now is we're going to go ahead and read a couple of super chats. going to run through them yeah. really quickly. We're a little behind and then we're going to go into our headlines and discussion. Yeah. I only see two here. So that makes it nice and quick. Uh, Tom Wilkes said, look forward to saying hi in April at the conference. Yeah. Dinner is on me one night. If you guys have time. Hey, if we do, I'd love to do that. I love meeting you guys. I'm at like three, hundred subscribers. Say, wasn't Tom, didn't you meet Tom when you were down? Tom the, Wilkes? Uh, yeah, I met Tom Wilkes. He yeah. walked up to Shannon. He was like, Shannon, get a new yeah, phone. Tom, he, was in the, he was in the members only Q&A and he followed it. He he, yeah. he understood the assignment. Guys, Tom's by the way, game. smash those we, like buttons for Thompson. We need to come up with a new assignment. Listen, especially especially now because me and Tim are going to be there. We should tell everybody to walk up to Smay and say, hey, Smay, cut your hair. Well, I, no, <laughs> that's rude. That's mean. That's rude. All right. All right his hair is this. His hair is the uh, source if we of strength. Like it is source of my strength. I, I'm very, Say, I'm when your hair stronger. grows out, Bitcoin goes down, buddy. You got to take one for the team. No. I, you hear him? No. I thought I don't think the two are Listen. No, listen. I think the two are inversely correlated. Let's I don't love Bitcoin. Let's keep moving. I like it. Mike, oh, okay. Mike, okay. Cass, I hear you. Mike Cassio. Mike Cassio. I don't know. I, I, I'm in a like with Bitcoin. Okay. Would you guys give your opinion on if we start a confirmed uptrend, how you see the correlation of Bitcoin, Bitcoin dominance, and alts move? Bitcoin, in my opinion, will take over market dominance from the altcoins, and it'll be in its stroke of the altcoin engine. I've discussed this concept of the altcoin engine before. Bitcoin will rally take dominance. The altcoins take a backseat. Then Bitcoin gets tired and needs a breather, and then, boom, the altcoins start taking a rally and taking a backseat. It's a relay race. It goes back and forth. Bitcoin, and then Bitcoin rests. And then altcoins, while Bitcoin's resting. And then that's what you see happen. Normally, Bitcoin is the one that has the power stroke that really starts that engine going back and forth. Normally, it's Bitcoin. In my opinion, that's what we're seeing right now. I do believe that you're going to see Bitcoin lead the charge. But after we get up to you know $52,000, if we get up there, it might take a break. It might trade sideways at $52,000 for a couple of weeks. Or hell, it might stay in dominance for the entire way, all the way up back up to all-time high. It's really yeah. hard to tell early on. But there is that altcoin engine concept. By the way, guys, smash that like button. Let's see if we can't get to 800 likes here in the next couple of minutes. Thank you guys so very much for tuning in. And thank you very much to the two of you for your super chats. Tom, I do look forward to seeing you again sometime soon, hopefully we, at Bitcoin 2022. We have one more. I, I, I oh, missed there's another this. one. I don't know if you guys, well, it's not a super chat. I don't oh, know it's if a you guys chat. said I this. It's, it's highlighted in a weird way. That's why I missed it. But Siobhan Golay, one of our new, uh, newer favorites, just joined as a Jedi Young. Woo, let's go, Siobhan. So welcome, Golay. welcome, welcome let's, to the membership team. Go. Thank you very I much. I love my member friends. We love our members. Thank Your you so much for our members. Your name will not be shouted out. Also, just by the way, I have this comment, and I think this is a powerful thing that we need to read. Um, it says, Smay's hair is like Tim's beard, essential to the show. And that's mm. exactly right. So I don't. Mm. I almost feel a little disrespected you told mm. me to cut my hair. You know? Yeah, well, I just I see an inverse correlation between it and the price action. <laughs> and unlike you, I love Bitcoin. Listen, you, you at said the end you're day, not I, loving I, I, I said I like Bitcoin. I was changing the discussion. Uh, just so you know, our our team, this community is responsible. Crypto Alchemist, uh, he correlated that literally the rally started as soon as he finished fixing his toilet. Wow. Uh, so so what wow. I said was he Replace needs to go ahead and just redo the whole bathroom. Yeah, go redo the whole bathroom. And, and then we'll be all we'll all make some. I know a guy it. who has a construction company that does bathrooms. I'll yeah. send him your way. He might have to travel for it. I don't know where you live, but yeah, he could do that. Guys, we're going to go ahead and okay. Go ahead. Oh, I, I was going to say, I've got a good goal for everybody. If we get up to 1,200 likes today, then I will uh, stream next week from Japan. Ooh. Ooh. That's Whoa. a good reason to get up to 1,200 likes. 
All right. Well, Kelly, I'm actually going to send it back to you. We're going to jump into some headlines and discussion. Let's run through these headlines pretty quickly so we have time to talk because we are going to be wrapping the show at 1030 today, guys. Mm. All righty. Let's do it. So I'm just going to run through these quite quickly. Uh, first off, and we're actually going to be doing a deeper video about this later in the week. Uh, but Tara Luna has been running lately and uh, price gained uh, over 75 percent in February. And they, uh, you know, they removed over almost two point six billion dollars of Luna from uh, the token supply. Uh, so we're going to be going, we're going to cover this a lot more deeply. Uh, in the future, but we just wanted to acknowledge this because it's uh, uh, we've we've been talking a lot about Luna lately. Uh, of course, there's been a lot of speculation and thoughts about what's going on with Bitcoin price, and of course, we have this massive geopolitical news right now with the uh, Russia and Ukraine conflict, uh, and uh, they've been in peace talks, uh, which is interesting, seeing everything that's still going on in Ukraine. But uh, uh, Ukraine did apply for uh, European Union membership, uh, and additionally. Uh, one of the one of the speculations is here. Um, uh, a lot of Russians, uh, because of the sanctions that have come down from uh, from the world uh, on Russia, as well as Ukrainians uh, looking to whether that whether they're trying to evacuate or, you know, their banking systems basically being squashed uh, be, because of everything going on uh, a lot of there's been a lot a lot of volume on i can't remember what the name of the i can't remember the name of the the ukrainian currency but the both both the ruble and and their currency uh has shown huge spikes in volume uh in terms of bitcoin purchases uh and not only that uh bitcoin is now worth more than the entire uh market value of uh, the russian ruble because of the massive huh. downturn yeah. in value there which is pretty incredible uh, uh, yeah. So th those are basically the two things I wanted to discuss. And there's a lot to discuss here. And, and it, I, I think it's very important that as we're talking about, uh, these two stories, uh, in terms of Russia and Ukrainian conflict, as it relates to the market price, I want, I want everybody to know, we want to try our best to make sure that we're not doing uh, political, political speculation around this, but more, more specifically how this, how this conflict and this, uh, you know, international event is interacting with the, the markets because all of us here on this channel, everybody watching, I'm guessing we're all involved in these markets very deeply. So it's, it's this conflict is driving some of the stuff that's going on. So I'm curious, Jeb, what's your thoughts about the, the sanctions, uh, the Ukrainian, all this stuff in terms of, do you think this was really the major uh, proponent for the price action uh, jump? Or do you think it was just because of that, that they got us to have uh, the short liquidations that popped us over? Do you think it's going to be sustained? What are your thoughts here? I think the market finally realized that what's going on between Russia and Ukraine doesn't actually have that big of an existential threat to Bitcoin. Now, obviously, if things escalated, which I don't think they're going to, more than they already have, then we would probably see an impact on Bitcoin. But fundamentally speaking, there's not much going on that w should have a direct impact on Bitcoin's price action. Now, don't get me wrong. This is a horrible event, and we're praying that it'll, you know, cease to immediately. We're not very, we're not happy whatsoever that this is going on. But I think it is important to realize that this doesn't actually have that big of a logical connection to the price of Bitcoin. I think a lot of people realize that, and I think as Tim was talking about earlier, the bulls are kind of waking up and saying, "Hey, look, we've been dormant since November. Mm -hmm. Been in a downtrend since before Thanksgiving. It is almost Mar it is March actually. Today's the first. I think the bulls are starting to realize, wait a second, that intrinsic value gap that I was talking about earlier really is playing a pick, uh, really is playing into this. Now, I do want to talk a little bit more about what's going on with Russia. We're not going to go into a lot of detail on this. We're going to mainly focus on discussion. There's one major update that I want to bring you. We're not here to report on all of the things that are going on in Russia. We've talked about it quite a bit. Not a lot of updates that we really need to go into. Well, two things. One, 
the Russians are relatively close to uh, Kiev, which is the capital. And two, world's biggest container shipping companies temporarily halt cargo bookings to and from Russia. Maersk and MSC, the Mediterranean Shipping Company, which make up collectively 34% of global market uh, global market uh, operator share. That uh, b- both of them have shut down any kind of uh, shipping to and from Russia, which is a very big deal because when you don't have shipping coming into your nation, then you basically have the tap turned off on everything that your civilian population needs. So that's a really big deal. As far as I'm aware, CMA Group and Costco Group, which are the other two uh, large shipping co- shipping groups around the world, are still um, shipping to and from Russia. But that may see soon, and we could end up seeing a major supply chain crisis in Russia as a result of what's going on here. You've probably heard about a lot of the other sanctions. There's a lot of talks going on about kicking Russia out of SWIFT. As Kelly mentioned earlier, Ukraine is petitioning to join the European Union. Um, There's a lot going on there. We're not going to jump into it too much. But what I will say is that um, this is a story that has had a major impact on Bitcoin. At the moment, though, in today's episode and in the last couple of days, it seems like it has not had much of an impact. And it seems like the largest update around Russia, Ukraine, as it pertains to Bitcoin, is that Bitcoin and the U.S. stock markets are starting to decouple a little bit from this story. We've also seen the stock market rally quite a bit in the last four days. We're up 7% in the last four trading days over on SPY. But I would love to throw it to Tim. Tim, why do you think that Bitcoin is able to decouple along with the stock market from this news? Have people really finally understood, hey, this is a very bad event. This is a horrible thing that's going on, and we do, we're not happy it's happening, but that it just logically speaking may not have as big of an impact on our markets as we initially thought? Is that what's going on here? You know, it's Bulls almost pain. as if when you – and we just saw a nice little test gone. When you lock people up for a year and refuse to let them do anything – Uh, And then you're caught lying about a lot of different details. And then you're trying to force things down their throat that they have no idea, that they definitely do not want to have. It's almost like you piss them off and they start to go against everything that you tell them that they should be going for. And what we're seeing right now happen, again, there's a lot of reasons why the media would love for you to think that that crypto and everything else should be going down. If you look at facts, like we had been tied to uh, the NASDAQ, we've been tied to the S&P 500, we've been tied to the stock market going down, uh, and yet we're starting to slowly show a difference in sign. It's not is not where I want it to be yet. I want to see them actually go in completely different, op, uh, uh, different. Uh, what am I saying? Different uh, Direct. directions. Thank you. My my words there were fleeting me. But what I was trying to get at was, people are waking up. Though we talked about this yesterday on the show, the revolution is coming and it is heating up. People are tired of broken financial systems. People are tired of working their their hands and their fingers down to the bone and not being rewarded for it. And you know, some people are gonna find other ways to try to fight it, but people are waking up to the concept of what Bitcoin and crypto and decentralized currency was made to do, and that was to take power back away from the government. So they can continue to post FUD stories, they can continue to try to scare us, they can continue to try to discourage us from getting into it. But again, uh, there are signs, it, I want everyone to even think about your own personal life, people in your life who months ago were against crypto and now are asking for your advice. The storm has been brewing, 
It's coming to a point where it's like, this is an unstoppable train. We've been saying it now for a couple of months and we said it, we're gonna, we've said it before, we're gonna keep saying it. Bitcoin is unstoppable. And I am hoping that this is some early signs of showing no matter what's happening in geopolitics, no matter what's happening in the news with flood stories, that people want Bitcoin and Bitcoin is going to be the road to the future. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's very important that we don't forget the long-term perspective and we don't forget to zoom out on the 30,000 foot view. It's very easy to say, yeah, but you have the last three months, Bitcoin's down 34%, 35, 40% from all time high. It's very easy to look at that and say, yeah, but Jeb, look, oh my gosh, the market's down. Zoom out. Let me ask you this. How long have you been in the cryptocurrency market? If you've been in the market for six months, it's the end of the world. I've been in the market for five years, almost five years, five years and about three months, four months. I've witnessed Bitcoin drop 50% in a day. I've witnessed Bitcoin drop 80% in a year. I've watched that happen and I've run a YouTube channel through all of it. So I had to cover it every single day and I couldn't get out of it. I couldn't just say, okay, I'll come back in three months and not think about it. I didn't have the opportunity to do that. So I've been here. The longer you've been in crypto, the easier it is to see the long-term perspective. It'll be, in a couple of years, I will have been here for half of Bitcoin's entire existence. I'm not saying that to brag. What I am saying is that as you've been in crypto longer and longer and longer, you start to understand what really matters. I'm not for a second saying that Russia, Ukraine doesn't matter. It does. It matters a whole lot. I'm not for a second saying that, that the United States dollar being inflated doesn't matter. That matters a whole lot and it, infe- it infects. It impacts literally billions of people. What I am saying is that as you stay in crypto for a very long time, you start to realize what really has an impact on Bitcoin. And you start to realize that most of the bearish long-term stories that we see are actually bad. We don't want them to happen. But a lot of times they actually end up showing and illuminating the exact reason why Bitcoin was created. And the reason Bitcoin was created, make no mistake, was our, was our company's vision statement, which was financial sovereignty. And the reason that we come on this channel every single day and we preach, and I do, I preach financial sovereignty. The reason I preach it is because that's what Bitcoin was founded on. What is Fensov? Hashtag Fensov. Let's see it in the chat. Come on, represent, guys. You know what we're talking about here. We're talking about having control over your financial systems and institutions rather than them having control over you because you are beholden to anyone who has control over your currency. That's the way the world works. That's why we're putting sanctions right now on Russia is because we have the ability to have control over their economy with the way that we trade and interact with them. Bitcoin was designed to remove that power by putting the power back into your hands, the people, so that you can have the ultimate authority over what happens to your currency. That's why Bitcoin and cryptocurrency was created. And that foundational principle will never disappear. It cannot. It is hard-coded into the most rigorously built, most indestructible network in the history of mankind, and that is known as the Bitcoin network. So... Bitcoin's chart in the last 12, 13 years is up and to the right. The reason it is because that is a timeless principle that every single time it is attacked only illuminates the need for it. Whenever you attack Bitcoin, the world realizes why, in fact, we actually need Bitcoin. And no matter what happens in the news, no matter what happens in the price action, no matter what happens in the technicals, that will always be true. And Bitcoin will always eventually rally as a result of that. So with that said, if you guys are enjoying today's show, smash that like button. Let's see if we can't get to 1,200 likes so that we can get a stream out of Kelly coming from Japan. That would be absolutely awesome. Looking forward to that. What we're going to do now is we're going to go ahead and move into Super Chats. Got about five minutes to do that. Thank you so very much for repping hashtag Fensoft. Let me ask you a question. Drop a one in chat if you would like some hashtag Fensoft merch. I would wear that all day long. Drop a one in chat if you'd like some hashtag Fensov merch. Go to cryptojeb.com forward slash merch. The link is in the description down below. You can see our merch store down there. Let's go ahead and move into Super Chats. Yeah, I see two here. So I'm definitely, gonna, as we're answering these, be looking in chat to see if there's any good things happening in chat. But DSP said, does uh, being Dot's little sister sway you guys from investing in Kusama? 
Mm, I don't know what you mean by being Dot's little sister, but uh, I like Dot, if that's what you're saying. Uh, no, it has nothing to do with that. I'm not... I'm just not very much into Kusama. Don't have anything against yeah. it. It's just one of the projects that I haven't done a ton of research on. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Kelly, I know you probably have looked into Kusama more. Do you have any thoughts on what that Super Chat said? Oh, well, it's definitely a great project, but exactly, I want to highlight what Jeb was just pointing out there. There's a lot of projects out there that are great. And one of the yeah. things that we hope that we can impress upon you, all of you, is that you don't just jump on the bandwagon of buying something because you see people talking about it. See people talk about it and then do your own research because we, have, because we haven't dove into that enough to have full integration to know exactly what we, deep understanding of it. We're not going to go and uh, start investing and trading in that uh, until we have that, that comfort level and the due diligence done. So yeah. Kusama is a great project, but uh, I'm definitely more on the dot bandwagon and actually just bought some more dot this morning. Well, another thing I, I was thinking about this the other day, listen, if a if, if coin is ranked and if it has well over a billion uh, dollar uh, market cap, no matter what we think, you know, we have our opinions on coins. There's definitely, you guys have seen on the show, there's a couple coins we don't like. But what I have to give all those coins credit for is, hey, there's something going for you. Community, maybe even if we don't agree with the technology, something about that technology attracted a good amount of people. So you, you've done your work. You're actually doing something impressive. Will you make it long-term? We don't know. But the ability to research and know the deep fundamentals of every single altcoin out there, it would just be it would just be ridiculously impossible. That doesn't mean Kusama is not a good project. It just means, hey, you know, let's see Kusama continue to develop and grow. And and they are probably doing something right. Is their community there? I don't know. You know, is there is the technology better than anyone else out there? I don't know. Uh, if that's the case, you'll definitely be hearing more about Kusama in the future. Uh, we'll keep moving on, though. Elliot Locke said, uh, I feel like this is a good question for me, but yeah, you know, you'll answer it too because you're the one that taught me, I guess. Elliot Locke said, looking at RSI divergence, how far back on the chart is too far to look or does it matter as long as the lines charted start and end on the same day? Wow, that's a- As with many things in technical analysis, there's no hard answer to that. What I will say is that after, through a lot of experience, you'll understand how to use your discretion to make that decision. What I would make sure you were doing is don't override too many peaks. Let me give you a visual example. I'm a very visual person, and this might be helpful for you. On the weekly chart, on Ethereum, what I could do is I could say, hey, look, Ethereum has bullish RSI divergence. I'm going to be talking about this in a video this afternoon. We could say, hey, look, Ethereum has bullish RSI divergence with these two lows right here, higher low, a low followed by a higher low, with a low followed by a lower low. Or we could say, yeah, 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 but, but, but wait a second. What about this bottom back here in March of 2020? If you look at that, then there's not actually RSI divergence. Or actually, I take that back. There is actually RSI divergence because they're flat. What I would say is that if you do that, it doesn't really matter whether it is or it isn't. If you do that and you look at this bottom and this bottom with these more recent bottoms, well, you're overriding this bottom right here. This is the closer one. Look at that. So as I said, there's no there's no definite set in stone answer for where you draw your bottoms on RSI divergence. What I will say is that wherever you draw your bottoms on RSI divergence, be ready to make a con- mm-hmm. be, be ready to make a convincing argument as to why you used those bottoms. That's the best piece of technical advice I can give you there. Yeah, and the other thing, a common mistake, you don't need to go to my chart for this, man. Another common mistake is people keep wanting to use the exact same point. Like, for example, there's some peaks where the RSI reached, I think, levels of like 85, almost 90, and people want to use that peak for forever. At a certain point, what I kind of look at when I'm using RSI is how many trends have changed. Like at the end of the day, I'm using, if I'm using peaks or bottoms from previous trends, the market has changed. That point is no longer relevant to help me see clearly what's happening right now. It's relevant in the sense of doing back analysis and saying what happened the last time the RSI got down here. But that's kind of like, you know, somebody made a mistake, they apologized, 
everything was forgiven. And then you go back years later and say, well, remember when you did that? And it's like, wait, I thought that we were done with that. I thought we've forgiven and moved past it. So RSI is definitely an art skill. One of the biggest things I could tell you though, in my experience is follow trends, Yep. Uh, stick with what's happening during that trend. Absolutely. Uh, we'll go to another super chat. We had a couple more come in while we were reading that one. Uh, crypto sec, crypto sec guy said, uh, Tim, have a good day, bub. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's a new, yeah, new movement. Uh, instead of saying composite man, guys, uh, we will now refer to him as bub. Bub. Uh, let everyone who does Wyckoff uh, distribution and accumulation know we're no longer calling it Composite Man. Come on, Bob. Uh, start the movement. Uh, Siobhan Golay said, always curious, Jeb, what you wear on your right hand. This is called a whoop. And it is a fitness the greatest tracker. Greatest thing ever. Yeah, no, Tim and I, Tim's got one on his wrist, right? Yeah, he's got his on his wrist right there. Manny, our chief operating officer, has one also. Um, that is a fitness tracker, which tracks your heart rate, heart rate variability, heart rate uh, tra tracks your recovery, your sleep, whether you're in REM sleep, whether you're in uh, what, what kind of sleep you're in. I mean, it does a lot. It tracks your heart rate. It's good for telling you, you know, hey, this is how much you strained yourself during a workout. It's just, as far as I'm concerned, the best fitness tracker on the market it does have the latest technology. We, so we I need very a whoop, much love it. We need a Whoop sponsorship. We, we reached out to Whoop, actually. I think we I think we were going to have a Whoop sponsorship, but we didn't feel like people would actually go for it. I don't know. I, we have, we have made it. contact with Whoop. It it's a you know great product. You are. It's a All wonderful right. product. Last two on read here eric leon said possibility of a fake pump due to swift sanctions i think that's unlikely to be what's causing it personally yeah there's definitely a chance that we go back down but uh, you know yeah anyway uh zoltan said thoughts on ribbon finance and other automated option strategies in the long run i don't have any thoughts on that haven't used it sorry yeah. man sorry zoltan but what we're going to do now is we're going to go ahead and move on to our price prediction before we do i want to deeply thank you guys for all of your super chats all of your likes we just hit a thousand likes thank you for the 2600 people who are tuning in right now from around the world to Coffee and Crypto Live. Thank you guys so very much for your support. We really appreciate it. It means the absolute world to us that you would take time out of your day to watch this show with us. So thank you very much. And also, we do apologize for being a couple minutes late this morning. We were having some audio technical difficulties. We're working on those behind the scenes. We never want to be late. We're always on set 10 minutes early, so we're never even a second late. But when audio technical difficulties happen, I mean, we can start the show with no audio, but I don't think that's what you would prefer us to do. So we do apologize for that. We take punctuality very seriously. Let's go ahead and move on into our price predictions, though. Tim, you want to kick us off. No, because, you know, I, Smay and I have locked ours in. It is in my document. Smay, show them. It's not a very, you know, uh, official document. It's I'm going a, for It's just an Excel a... sheet. Uh, don't let them see it. Did they see? I can't No, no, it. but everyone can be seen now. Everyone's on camera. Well, good. Okay, so. Uh, let's do the baby brunch thing Smay, first. Wait, Kelly, did you see the predictions? Oh, hi, hi Kelly. No, but let me put my, let me put my HODL trophy yeah, here. Yeah, you have the HODL line at the moment. Hi, Jeb. Hello. Are we doing, no, you gotta look are we down doing at that me. thing? Hi. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. No. Okay. <laughs> My gosh. Hey, there's a Tim over there. Uh, Je so either Tim. Jeb or Kelly have to go oh. first because because Smay and I already locked in. Tim. Kelly. I, all I, you, I can go. And, all uh, you, Kelly. You're gonna be able to. I don't know if you're gonna be able to see this or not, but I'm gonna say 42,250, and that's because Ooh. we're having massive accumulation on on addresses, <clears> but. We're still below the 55-week moving average, uh, so we very much could still get rejected down. So I'm being a little cautious rather yeah. than saying it's just going to jump, jump, jump to the moon. I think we might have a little bit of a test where we're at, retest, uh, retest that 42, uh, 42K, yeah, 42K level. So 42,256, that's my, that's my guess. 42,256, okay, make sure I get that correct. Okay, don't wanna, don't wanna, you know, mess you up because you lost by one dollar because I said 250 instead of 256 so Jeb what you got <laughs> I'm gonna say 44 excuse me I'm sorry 
43,750. I think that Bitcoin is going to flag out here. I don't think it's bearish enough to have a massive drop, but I also don't think it's bullish enough to have a massive rally. I think we're going to flag and trade sideways here. So I'm going to say 43,750. That's what I'm going to say. Samay, what is your prediction? Let the uh, people know. My prediction, uh, everybody, is uh, 48. Ooh. Why 48? Uh, 48 because I felt like it. Well, okay. That's a good reason. That's a, that's a good answer. Good answer. Good answer. It's like on Family Feud. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah. Yeah. I I said, you know, I wrestled here. The truth is, Jeb, great, great call at 43,750. I almost said 43,850. Oh, gosh. I said 44,000. And and the reason why no. is because everything happens slower than you want it to happen. And right as I say that, of course, that means everything's going to speed up. But I do think that Bitcoin is going to come up. There's I, I drew it earlier, and again, I didn't get to talk about it too much. But there's an ascending level of resistance. Uh, I had with my blue line that's coming. I, I think that we might see a price here in the next couple of days touch as high as 45,800. But I do think that we're going to start to kind of move sideways and down. I do think, you know, we're seeing some rejections. In case anyone was wondering why the price went down, the hourly chart showed bearish RSI divergence. It showed TD sequential hitting a red nine. But I do think watch us move kind of sideways for a little bit of time before we make a decision. I agree with Jeb. I don't know if we're ready yet to rally past that. But at the same time, I didn't think we were ready yesterday, and the bulls proved me wrong. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of expecting the price to move up this week and by Friday kind of correct a little bit farther down, getting to around 44000 So that's the price predictions. It, this is a, hey, new, I, this is a I, new thing. I want to be wrong. I want to be yeah, wrong. I, yeah. want it to, I want it to break that 46K level. Smay, you know? I mean, we need to you know write this date. March 1st. There's a new a new wave because Smay is the top predictor of forty eight thousand yes. uh, dollars. You know, I think that that's the confirmation right there that we're moving bullish. Smay is always the lowest. What changed to mm. make you so um, bullish? That's true. That's a good point. I'll be honest with you guys. Here's what's happening, and I touch the mic so I can move it to my face. I, I'm gonna. Mic, get, I need some more mic touching grace here. You guys keep coming after me about that. Um, to be honest with you guys, I, I think it's going to go bullish because I, I think this is t- potentially st- people are going to start to get tired of of the the uh, boring price. They're just going to start buying. They're going to start buying these prices. I think institutions are going to start taking advantage of this dip. Uh, the more information comes out about uh, about this conflict and it's not as bad as everyone's really thinking it is in terms of a global market standpoint. I think that I think that more people are going to start buying Bitcoin and I think it's going to take us back up to 48. Can I can I say something? Because you pointed out something beautiful today, Smay. And I actually see somebody just said it in the channel also. Chaz said, sideways is always his channel's MO. And somebody else called you out, Smay, said, oh, how wrong you were about the sideways turtle market. And it's like, you know, you and I joke because it's like, okay, we jumped $6,000. Well, we've been sideways for a year in a $30,000 yeah. range. So we're still sideways until yes. we get above $64,000. Exactly. So yeah, it's, so it's who, just one big channel. Call on us out. Yeah. yeah. So, I, so I, I, I love that. I love that, guys. Guys, don't. The turtle market. It, the turtle market conquers all in this case, guys. It literally, <laughs> it is a wide range. Yes. Turtle market is, if it's not setting new all time highs or two, new lower lows, then we ain't out that turtle market, boys. We're just in a channel. You zoom out, we're just in that little channel. Well, yeah. the other thing, the, I'm going to say the last thing before we you know transition and make sure there's nothing super chat wise to read and close out. It, <laughs> Moving sideways during these times isn't bad. No. It actually gives us a lot of it, – yeah. it actually helps confirm later on, hey, guys, that point was really important. Look at how the price, the bulls and the bears kind of wrestled right there. That's a great thing. We should root for for 
upward movements and then sideward and then up and then sidewards and then up. If it's all just up, then down, then up, then down, then up, then down, the traders love it. But uh, it really puts everybody else in a spot of anxiety at all times. It shakes, it shakes it, institutional confidence for large investments, too, if it's what? super volatile all the time. Nothing. He's being sneaky. You know, I, didn't, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't do anything. I don't know what just happened. I like me and Kelly are like positions uh, like towards each other. Yeah, no, you're like facing each other. Tim, face me. No, Kelly, give your take. Give your take. Give your give your take, Kelly. You dare put your position right above me. Go ahead, man. Can I give my take? Yeah, go ahead, Kelly. Go ahead, Kelly. Hey, guys, Kelly's talking, guys. You know, well, what I think is Bitcoin's going to do excellent. <laughs> That's what I think it's going to do. I think, Let's go. I think we're going to shake a, a few of the last bit of people out. We've had some huge liquidations. Uh, I think uh, confidence is starting to come back in the market, but there will be, because there's this ultimate, there's a lot of confidence coming in uh, a little too quickly about it's going up. Uh, there's going to have to be a little bit of, a, whether it be sideways or the retest down to 42 uh, to clear out some of that. I mean, we talked about before the, before the stream, we went from 20 on the fear and greed index in one day to over 51. Yep. We jumped yeah. 30, 31 points. So we need to do something rather than just rocketing back up because those of us that have been in the market for a long time will tell you if we rock it up, then we fall like a rock down. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So I hope yep. more than anything for it to go sideways yep. or slightly pull back yep. and then yep. go and just like stairs. We want it to take the stairs, not, not a trampoline. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and see if we have any final super chats and we're going to wrap no, think, it out. I think we're good. You know, I'm, I'm good looking deal. at the chat a lot. There's, you know, we got definitely have some Smay fans, some Tim mm-hmm. fans. I'm trying to see, like, uh, put a, let's see, put a one well, in here, chat. Here, here, if, here. You, if you put a one in I'm chat, put if a you pull. Kelly's the dark horse. Pull. Oh, you put a two pull. minutes. Yeah. Hurry, because we got, yeah, we have three we minutes to close the show. <laughs> I'm, I'm hurrying. I'm hurrying. I'm hurrying. Uh, 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 I love the sound effects to a pole I misspelled predictions, but it's cool. It's sent. I love this. I love the Brady Bunch layout. Yeah. It went. Price predicts wins. I was I was going at it with one hand, guys. Oh, Price predicts wins. Let's get these. Let's get this in. All right. So, Tim, I got 32%. Tim taking the lead out the gate. He's up at 32%. Sitting at 21%. In second place, in second place. 18%. Do I hear a 20? Are you auctioning? Auctioning a pole? That's not it's a horse a, race. It's, it's an auction and a horse race. Oh, I'm winning. Smay taking the lead. Coming around Let's go. first lap. <laughs> Let's go. Predictions. Predictions. I'm sorry. All right, All right guys. That. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap the stream out here. Looks like Smay is taking the lead, but we will check back in on this poll here in just a little bit. Guys, if you enjoyed today's stream, make sure to smash that like button. And don't forget, today's show is brought to you by Bitcoin 2022. That is the largest Bitcoin conference in the industry, and we will be at it November, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry, April 6th through the 9th. Myself, Tim, and Smay will be there. We'll, I believe, be doing the show from the conference. We're still working all of that out. And I'm going to try and meet as many smiling faces as I possibly can. I met about 300 people at TNABC. It was a much smaller conference than this one. It's about 10 times bigger than TNABC. Looking forward to meeting all of you guys. And I might be doing a keynote speech. I didn't. Was I supposed to say that on camera? I'm sorry. I didn't know if I was supposed to say that. I really don't know. We're going to find out. You might see that happen. We'll we'll keep you updated on all of that. We got a lot of really cool things coming out this month, guys. This is going to be a big month for the Crypto Jeb channel, for the Crypto Jeb crew, for the Crypto Jeb community, for all the Jebi Knights. We very much appreciate all of your continued support. If we get to 1,200 likes in the next about 15 seconds, then Kelly will be coming at us live from Japan when he is across that Pacific Ocean. Make sure to follow us on social media at Crypto Jeb over on Twitter and Instagram. 
Instagram at CryptoJibOfficial over on TikTok. Before we go, though, guys, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching, as always. And I will see you guys in the next video. Peace. to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast. Tune in every day at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJeb. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at MacV Media.